Hey, y'all, we wanted to share with you some of the fun we've been having over on Patreon. But first, we have to tell you about our last live show of the year for one night only on October 27th at the iconic Texas Theater in Dallas, Texas. We're bringing you a special hometown live show. If you're in Dallas, we'd love to see you there. But if you're not in Dallas, the show will also be live streamed so you can still be part of the fun through our worldwide digital experience via moment. If you go to Sinisterhood.com slash live shows, you get your tickets to the in-person show or to the digital moment. Plus, our Patreon subscribers get a discount rate for the moment tickets. So join today, hear all the content, hundreds of hours of bonus content, and you get 25% off of your moment ticket. For this September Best Of, we're bringing you short clips from some of the bonus content from last month to give you an idea of everything you get when you sign up to support the show. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, click on the link in the episode description or head to Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon in the top menu. First up, we've got a clip from True Crime Headlines. We're discussing the Dallas doctor who was making headlines because he killed a colleague and a patient and he injured multiple other victims by secretly tampering with items in the hospital. Then you'll hear us discuss some of the more interesting moments from our mini-sode on the AI-crypted LOAB. We talk about AI art in the world, our theories for the persistence of LOAB, and some of our own AI art creations. After that, we have a clip from our monthly Q&A where we answer a question we've never been asked before and discuss some of the awesome and not-so-awesome horror movies that Tommy and I have been watching this spooky season. And the last thing you're going to hear is from our monthly bonus content live stream. Subscribers at the Getting Into It tier voted between three all-new topics and chose rural misconnections from Craigslist from areas near us. This brought us the magical character of Richard Football, and I discussed some memories of my cross-state trip visiting all the drive through daiquiri huts in Texas. You can head on over to Patreon to watch video versions of the Q&A and our monthly live stream segment. We have so much fun every month doing these, and we're now streaming together in Heather's studio in her house, so it's even more fun. Join now and watch the full archive and catch us live on the upcoming streams where you can participate with us real-time via the chat. Our next live Q&A will be Wednesday, October 19th at 8 p.m. Central, and the live stream will be Thursday, October 20th, at also at 8 p.m. Central. Check Patreon for sign-up links and more, and you can also head to Patreon now and vote on our next main feed topic, Voting is open now. And join us on Patreon today. You get ad-free regular episodes, hundreds of hours of audio and video bonus content, on-demand archives of all of our video live streams, and so much more. And you also get to be a part of all the fun we're going to have throughout the rest of the year, 2023 and beyond. An annual subscription gets you immediate access to the bonus content and a free month of membership. So it's the way to go. You can head to the link in the episode description or go to SinisterHood.com and click Patreon on the top banner to sign up today. Well, speaking of sending stuff in, our friend Wendy, who we know personally and who's wonderful and lovely, DM'd us on Instagram. And then this story has also just been all over the news, Mm -hmm. across the country, People Magazine. I mean, it's everywhere now. And it is about this Dallas doctor who has been arrested and charged with contaminating and tampering with IV bags. His name is Dr. Reynaldo Rivera Ortiz Jr., And in May, he's an anesthesiologist and he was working in a surgical center. So like an outpatient surgical center owned by Baylor Scott and White, which is very famous name in the North Texas area for hospitals. 
And in May of 2022, he was notified that he was under a disciplinary investigation. So in an incident, he allegedly, quote, deviated from the standard of care during a procedure when a patient uh, experienced a medical emergency. And not only that, he had a history of disciplinary actions against him already. And so when this came out in May of 2022, he started telling his colleagues like, hey, you know, this is they're serious this time. He said, I think they're trying to crucify me. I'm really worried. So of all the times he had been previously dinged uh, as a practitioner for, you know, negligent conduct this time, for some reason, he was more concerned, probably because of the cumulative effect. And, and maybe he days- knew what he'd done. And he was like, oh, I, I did even worse stuff this time. Yeah, that's true, because if he's gotten away with so many things for so long, he may know, okay, well, the standard is this, and I really, really screwed up this mm-hmm. time. Well, it just so happens that two days after this the notification, suddenly the patients at this surgical facility started experiencing unexpected cardiac complications during otherwise very unremarkable surgeries. Like, it shouldn't be they're relatively healthy patients. They didn't show any signs of, you know, heart disease. They would not be expected to go into random cardiac arrest. But that just started happening. Luckily, they were able to be saved with life-saving procedures. But then... On June 21st, one of his colleagues, Dr. Melanie Casper, who was a beloved anesthesiologist, wasn't feeling very good. She took an IV bag home, like a saline bag home, to rehydrate herself after an illness. My cousin is a nurse. She's done this. I went for a run one Thanksgiving, and she's like, oh, yeah, you're going for that run. I'll bring a saline bag, and we'll give you an IV infusion at home. It's kind of like a no big deal. Mm -hmm. General, you know, practitioners do it, whatever. Well, she took hers home. And almost immediately after inserting the IV into her vein, she suffered a serious cardiac event and died, which is it's just saline. She shouldn't that should not have happened. An autopsy showed she was fatally poisoned by bupivacaine, which is a numbing agent. And the medical examiner said, yes, she was accidental bupivacaine toxicity. So bupivacaine should not be in a saline bag. Very weird. And then August 24th, an 18-year-old male patient also experienced a cardiac emergency during a scheduled surgery. And then when they tested that saline bag, there was a presence of epinephrine, which is a stimulant that could have caused his symptoms, as well as the bupivacaine and lidocaine, which are both numbing agents. Damn. Yeah. So you see, you have a surgical center that you're like, wow, that's such a freak accident that Dr. Casper died. Well, then you have the same substance found in another patient's IV bag. So the surgical center personnel started looking into it. They determined there was an intentional adulteration of IV bags. So that means somebody was altering them, tampering them, messing with them. They went back at all the surgeries that because these random heart attacks or cardiac events start happening in May. And they went through all the surgeries in May and they identified about 10 additional unexpected cardiac emergencies that occurred during these unremarkable procedures, right? And the complaint that now the Department of Justice has filed alleges that this is a a wildly high rate of complications on such a short period of time. Like, it should not be that high risk. And in those cases, luckily, everybody except for Dr. Casper and then this 18-year-old gentleman on August 24th, everyone else survived. Oh, the 18-year-old died? Yes, he died on August 24th. Yes, Um, But they started figuring it out that these procedures were all 
longer procedures, like longer surgeries that required more than one IV bag. And they were, I mean, they did a really good job investigating in it. It was more than one bag that was retrieved in the middle of the surgery from a specific stainless steel bag warmer. So they also started looking at who was around when these surgeries happened. It won't surprise you to know that Dr. Ortiz, none of these happened to his patients. However, they happened to patients in the facility when Dr. Ortiz was in the facility. And a nurse who worked at the facility during the course of the investigation told uh, the the hospital staff that was t- asking questions, she said, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that bag warmer because I was assisting Dr. Ortiz on one of his surgeries and I went to the bag warmer, got a bag out and brought it to him. And he pushed shushed me and was like, no, we're not using that bag. Go put it back. He physically waved it away from her, oh. refused to use it and told her to go get another one out of the storage room. Well, that had the hospital investigators look into surveillance footage. So when they looked at the surveillance video on all these days, when all these botched, not really botched surgeries, but these cardiac events happened, one of them Super Composite took Loab as a lesson. Despite becoming obsessed with the character and amassing what she described as hundreds of images of Loab, she tried looking on the bright side, tweeting, Image prompting can essentially be used as your custom vector to query the latent space. You can produce novel styles and characters that you literally discover. Negative prompt waiting can help you find emergent accidents, too. Well, you also have hundreds of images of... Hard relate. (laughs) Hard things now. It is a really cool way, though. Like, we were even saying, if you're struggling with, like an idea like a writing prompt or something you just like type in some words and then like whatever you get there's some inspiration maybe right well and i it's stuff that otherwise i don't have the skills to do and i'm not going to waste a professional artist's time on creating what i typed in which was blues brothers album cover in the style of judas priest badass looking and it's them two on either side of this like body in the middle and its head is like flaming up with this crazy ass background it's dope as hell but like if i'm like that's literally what i think of its use on my part of i have this dumb idea at one o'clock in the morning and i'm like (laughs) and then you can go print it out and now you got your own poster whole art wall or almost free i don't know how much you're paying for your monthly subscription but i think it's it's 10 bucks and i can do 250 okay well it's way less than you pay an artist to do that so there you go but it, you know what, though, I would say there's still a place for artists because I sometimes I have to tell the thing over and over and over again, and it's not getting it, like what mm-hmm. I'm trying to put in, and I get frustrated and irritated and leave. So I do think there's still a place for real artists. Though I've seen uh, art contests or things are like, we do not accept anything that's AI created, which I think is fair. Yeah, no, I do. I agree. Super Composite also cautioned against the imperfect nature of creating art with artificial intelligence, writing that image prompts like what she used to create Loab can be used as adversarial attacks, targeting weird stuff in the distribution. I think my process in itself constitutes art, but it also reveals the AI's weakness for malicious use in other cases. Though Loab for now seems to be either a hoax or a technological anomaly, its creator offers a few words of caution. She's everywhere, hiding. She finds everyone sooner or later. You just have to know where to look. Good luck sleeping tonight. So what do we think? Dun, 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 dun. She if she's looks. everywhere, why can't we find her? See, that's We're why looking. I'm, 
You know what? Normally I'm like, I eat this kind of shit up with a spoon. Mm -hmm. But uh, as my mama would say, call me cynical Sue. But I believe (laughs) that this is um, not as oopsie daisy as we're being led to believe. Yeah. Yeah. I think if it was, we'd all be able to create it. Also, perhaps she would release how it was done, like the program that was used. So, yeah, it would be very strange to type in Brando negative one and nothing else. And that's you get that weird digita pentix. Then you go the opposite of that and you get Loa. I mean, I the way she explains it, I, my very limited knowledge of technology. Oh, yeah, sure. This makes sense. But. Like with anything, we want to see receipts. We got to know how the sausage is made before we can all get behind it. Right. And the fact that it took me about seven iterations to show you what I created, and I don't think I've shown this one to you before, before I could get a uh, clear image of my vision of Dolly Parton Bigfoot. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my God. That's horrifying. You love it, though. You love it. But this took me... I mean, I had to really they tried like, to do... put titties on it. Yeah, knew it knew what I wanted. It knew, and the <laughs> oh, hair is great. It has kind eyes. I feel like it has oh, Dolly's kind you think? eyes. And it's in the forest. It it's looks in, like I'm... Groot. It does look a little bit like Groot. Groot with a wig. Wow, I don't know where the hair starts and the body begins. It's all kind of one. That's the magic of Bigfoot Dolly, baby. <laughs> we yeah. will definitely share this picture. Oh my God, there's more. What is that Muppet? I told you that I typed in disaster on Sesame Street. Oh, no, that is. <laughs> Muppets on fire. We, oh, Elmo's on fire. What's that one? That looks like us. next question is excellent from selena and we've never been asked it before if you could only save four of your episodes from being erased from existence y2k style which four would you save selena we have not been asked that creative oh gosh so let me i I can come up with a list to say can you pull up our list because i can't even sometimes Uh, we can't really read it from there you'll reference an episode i'm like i have I mean, I'll remember that we covered it once you mention it, but if you just said, can you name the past 200 something episodes you've covered? No. Uh, what's a good way to look at our list of episodes? Good one note. Okay, here All we right, go. All right, here we go. Here we go. Okay, we have. We Man, start. Wait. How many? We have so many. So I was going to say, let's name Let's read them all. We're going to read them all. Long. I'm not going to put everybody through that. But okay. We can only pick four and okay. we've done 200. So. I'm, I'm gonna pick one from every 50. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I have my first one right off the bat. Okay, go ahead. Which number one? 13. Of course. Ben McDaniel. Classic. I, w- I would also pick number 13 because when I listen back to it, I getting clumped. Are you for real? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I'm only laughing because of I'm thinking about the story I told and now you're crying. So to me, no, I don't know. I think point. about how that kid's life was ruined because they had to see you shit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I think about because I have uh, it's dwindling with age, but mm. I have a very visual memory for mm-hmm. certain moments. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember standing. We were recording back then. Mm-hmm. Our friend worked at the ticket, the radio, radio station, station here in Dallas mm-hmm. and was cool and would let us come in like after hours and i distinctly remember where i was standing mm-hmm. I remember and we would like been friends but like 
that I didn't know that story about you. And oh, also yeah. just like, that's what's so great is your reaction is so genuine to it. Yeah. Well. I had never heard it before. And then also just like the tone and everything. It's just the exact perfect, I think encapsulation of then like our future friendship oh, too, yeah. of like vulnerability, joking around relating. Mm-hmm. Cause I had briefly been like, we were talking about going to the bathroom and I was like, Oh, I got stuck in a water burger and I had to pee in a cup. And you're like, well, this brings something to mind. And easily you could have just been like, anyway, back to the story. And like when I think Had about I it. <laughs> <laughs> I often, no, I would still tell it. I would still tell it. Even like I, like what like I tell I a story shit. like that now. Yeah, I think I've told many stories yeah. that are worse right, than that now. Right up there. Uh, that is gross. But I just remember like laughing so hard. And yeah. then, and it was what I think Tommy said later on was like, oh, that's. That's what it should sound like. Mm. And that's what we always say. Like, that's our first episode. Because mm-hmm. that's the first one where it sounded like us as a cohesive, mm-hmm. like, unit of best friends, mm-hmm. comedy partners, and telling the story. And I just love it. So, it yes. I, I do vividly remember you being across from that. Yeah, it was like, like a table. Thing, and, like, when you laughed, leaning over and, like, laughing and, like, falling out. And yeah. I was, like, cry laughing. I listened to that probably, like maybe six months ago and it's still very yeah funny. i don't remember what i was listening for but i was like on a walk and i thought i'll turn that on i'm walking down the street laughing. laughing and granted yeah. it's us so i'm <laughs> biased but i still think it's very funny i go what is this and what if the neighbor's like oh what's really funny what do you listen to i'm like myself it's <laughs> hilarious they're like you douche I'm hilarious. get out of my neighborhood you douche so definitely 13 okay, 13 okay so let's look so at let's scroll through very uh hold on hold on this isn't to say that not every story we've done we love and care about but particularly certain ones have memories i think i see i don't remember i remember a little bit of mothman but i'm tempted to put mothman in there just because our appreciation and love of mothman since that episode has grown so much that Mm -hmm. i feel like we have to let him in because of who he is to us now he's become part of the lore yes Uh, um that one is um but i I don't remember anything particularly like I, I vaguely remember us talking about it, but I don't remember like funny stuff. That we probably talked about his juicy ass a lot. I mean, that statue. God Salvation Church, Momo Challenge, New Jersey. Marfa Lights, I think. I, that was a fun one. That was, was a live show. Super fun. And it was not our first live show, but it was our first one because we our very first live show was The Goat Man. So mm-hmm. it was really our first live show after we kind of hit like more of a stride. That was the. Um, Deep Ellum. The festival. Yes. The comedy festival, yeah. too. So that was fun. That was a fun one. Uh, clowns Dude. was pretty funny. Clowns. Killer Clowns was fun. Silly. Let's see what else we've got. Um, and these are all like, hold on. Don't go oh, sorry. so fast. Sorry. Um, speaking, I'm not going to put this in there. It was a good one, but I just want to, it reminded me of a movie we watched last night. Tommy watch? and I, every night, we've been watching a horror movie. It's great. Love it. It's my favorite part of the day. It, uh, we watched Haunt. Oh, very good. Is it about extreme haunted houses? Uh, yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Also, Related. Summer of '84. Watched that last night. Good. Um, Alone. Christ Almighty. Backcountry. Crazy bear shit. <laughs> we've watched. We've watched a lot. Like so many that I can't even keep track of uh, all the ones. I was like, I want to make sure to tell people to watch that. I will also say 
don't waste your precious time on House of Darkness. It is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, no. Is it like a big, was it in the theaters or is it an independent one? I think one? it's in the theaters. Oh, damn. It's Justin Long and Kate Boswell. Oh, that's right. You were telling me about that. It's so bad. Well. So bad. Okay. Skip it. Um. Okay. So let's keep going. What else did we, Ethan Couch. Every Bet time we fear. scroll past. I hate that we did so many. Four episodes on Aaron Hernandez. Hernandez. This is my, I will take some of the blame because I tend to get obsessed with things. And I was like, no, there's so much more. We no, got to tell. I remember that. And I remember being the one to say to split it to four. So that's not on you. But I get real. Solely. On solely. You. Thank you. Thank uh, you for shouldering <laughs> the burden as well. It's both of us. Let's see. see I that. like, we reference when we're. Um, like talking about the show and interviews or stuff, we reference Lorena Bobbitt mm-hmm. and Amanda Knox a lot. Not necessarily because they they weren't funny at all, but because we've those are two cases where we kind of both had preconceived notions mm-hmm. based on what the media told us at the time. Same with Menendez. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one. I think I put I, I put Menendez in there. Yeah, because... you got to do that because that like changed a huge part of yes your thinking. Yeah. Um, okay, let me go down. Sorry, I scroll back up see. to see where Menendez was. What else we got? Oak Island. Oak Island, no. See, like, I can't even... Mongolian Deathworm was funny. That was fun. Robert the, Robert doll. the doll. Save that Robert. Really funny. Also, if we don't save Robert the doll, he'll fucking curse us. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Robert's uh, in there. Let's, we'll lightning round these last three. So I don't want to leave these in case they get taken down. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> the last three, I'm pretty sure all three of these, um, I wanted to know if you think that there are these last two. If you think that this is code or sincere. Okay. Uh, Clearly, I don't know. Right? Because I, I think most of these are probably sex. So this is in Colleen, which is uh, a little bit west of uh northwest of austin um mm-hmm. i stopped in colleen when i did the great daiquiri tour of texas oh, yeah. when a friend of mine came from chicago and we took her to the drive through daiquiri stand in downtown mm-hmm. dallas got to suck me dry number 19 and then kept on driving and stopped in waco because there's a drive through daiquiri hut in waco i got something called a beetlejuice mm. um, was it green it was like a green purplish kind mm-hmm. of mixture and then we could have gone straight to Austin, but instead we took a, t- a turn to Colleen. And then um, I was just like, what's like the craziest thing on the menu? And they're like, it's called liquid cocaine. Um, and I drank that. And then we got to Austin and we're like, we're going to go to dinner and do all that stuff. Fell asleep immediately. Wow. What were you going to Austin for? Around. Oh, My nice. friend was from Chicago and she was like, oh, can we go to Austin? Oh, to nice. We, we can. Yeah. I think of Colleen as the place where that mass shooting happened at the Lubies. Oh, that's right. Wasn't that, wasn't that in yeah, Colleen? Yeah, that's right. And that was like one the... of the first mass shootings where the guy walked into the that's restaurant. Right. And, yeah. That, I think that is, hearing about that was like the first time I started to feel concerned in public. I was mm-hmm. a kid, but would like understand like oh we're at a same yeah or like because i remember i to this day remember reading that um from a guy that was there that he was like every time i go into a place i am i look around and see where the exits are Mm -hmm. and i sit with uh facing the the door Mm -hmm. and he did that and because of that he was able to get his family out because he knew where the exits were yep 
But uh, so I'm always like cognizant now of where, when I go into places, I like to keep an eye on. I'll be like, where, if, if shit went down, where do we need to go? Right. Can I run out through the back? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Debbie said, I'm sorry. A drive through daiquiri hut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds exactly what it mm-hmm. sounds like. It was fun also to see the various ways they got around no open containers. Uh-huh. The Dallas one sticks it in a plastic bag and then they use like a little melter mm-hmm. and they seal the bag. In Waco, they just put a piece of tape yeah. over it. Oh, they're, or they'll do like the vacuum. Like you have to peel back a plastic thing on top of yeah. the cup. No, Waco just put like scotch tape over the mouth. And then Colleen, the straw was in it, but there was still paper on the end of the straw. Oh. I was like, I don't think that. <laughs> that's just getting something from anywhere. Yeah, I was like, I think that's just healthy. Um, yeah, that was quite a time. Tons of drive through daiquiri places in the South. I used to remember only seeing them when I lived in New Orleans. And then when I moved here, then I remember when I saw the first one in my hometown. And I was like, this conservative ass, like hometown. Mm. But uh, then we learned the magic of the Dallas, the downtown Dallas mm-hmm. with uh, the suck me dry. Uh, someone mentioned Fort hood. I think there was also a thing going on at Fort hood. And then Waco is where the bikers uh, shooting will happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, we have at a Hooters. No, twin peaks. Oh, twin peaks. That's right. Uh, well, on to Colleen. This is one I cannot figure out. Okay. If this is a, a legitimate thing or this is code for something okay it says richard football season is here hey, no comments no hey dick lost your p hashtag i'm assuming phone number which to me when hashtag is used to mean number it indicates somebody that is of maybe gen x and above uh-huh. i know it and I think maybe millennials would know it, mm-hmm. but I think millennials and down wouldn't. So right. Tells me this they wouldn't use it, or they might know, but they wouldn't use it they in that context. Use it, yeah. Phone number or whatever. Yeah. I do, but I think, yeah, younger people don't. It says, we got together a lot of times at your place and have had a great time scoring some touchdowns on both ends. Want to reconnect? Shoot me a message. Take care. That's absolutely code. Uh, for what? Richard, I don't know, but it's definitely sex. Richard. Football season is here. But see, it's not like Richard, comma, football season is here. Like or Richard football, football, comma, season is here. Where This no. is why commas are important, you guys. I would read it as... I read it as the season for Richard football. Like, Richard football is an entity or a type of a game. Dick, dick and balls? Richard football? Is that what that is? <gasps> is Richard football dick and balls? Touchdowns equals orgasms? Nice. I assumed it was that. That's fine with me. People are saying it's gay sex. No, yeah, I assume that too. I just didn't know if Richard Football. That's I, that sounds like a kid's character. Yeah, that comes and tells <laughs> yeah. You, you need to go outside and get thirty minutes of exercise yeah. a day. Hey, Dude. kids, here's I'm Richard Football. Football. Have you gotten up and walked around today? Don't fumble it into one yard, lad. <laughs> get out there and get some exercise. Yeah, Richard Football. Wait, is Richard Football? A football with arms and legs, and a fist. or is it like Jack in the Box, where it's a full man body and just a football head? I think that would. And if it's a football head, is it going up and down or side? Oh, down? I was Arnold. picturing it. So I, just, I, I was thinking up and down, but I think I think uh, <laughs> yeah, either of them would be funny though. Um, wait, somebody said you sound. Who sounds far away? Me, probably because I. Oh, oh you're cutting it enough. I'm telling you, she's the conduit. She's like powder. She's spoons are melting over here. Sorry, guys. I'll get closer. Sorry. I'll turn me up too. Um, we'll get I'm telling you. Next time we're gonna have 
microphones like we use for the show because we don't record the show on these we record the show on a different mic that you can't see these are just oh yeah these are streaming mics so we'll get to, we'll get some show mics in here someone mm-hmm. says christy just sounds louder I well i may have o- i may have overcorrected because she was quieter football season Tuesday. is when richard's wife is out of town oh, see i was reading it as richard comma football season is here like it's it's time for us to fuck the time is the time that we fuck is here like Brokeback Mountain style. Maybe they like have a where they meet like up once a month. Oh, yeah. yeah. The season where they meet up. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. So you're saying like, hey, Richard, football, football season, season is, is here. here. OK, not Richard football. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I from this earlier when I picked this, I was like, Richard football. Sure. What is the rest of it, though? They want to have touchdowns. It together? Says, we got together a lot of times at your place and have a great time scoring some touchdowns in both ends. Yeah. Mouth, mouth and, and butt. butt. Yeah. OK. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Richard football fucks, y'all. Good for you, Richard football. <laughs> Goddamn. That's fantastic. Uh, this last one. Thanks, everybody, for saying the mics are pretty. Paris got these mics. Uh, The last one, this is another. Is this legit or trolling for ding? (laughs) Trolling for ding. Is it legit or not? Sherman, Texas. Okay. If you liked what you heard, consider supporting the show on Patreon by clicking the link in the episode description or heading to SinisterHood.com and clicking Patreon on the top banner. Thanks for listening and keep it creepy. Sin is